This week we're speaking to somebody a little bit different. We've got Kirk, who is CEO of Yayo. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Hello. Good. Um, yeah, not so bad. Just about recovering from Brighton Tattoo Convention. Uh, with a little bit of COVID by all accounts. Well, yeah, I am a bit poorly, so I um, will try to try to um, let Mick talk more today. <laughs> so oh, see. That, I can't is, form sentences. This um, is right so in my wheelhouse as well, stuff that I, I don't know what it is don't know what yeah, its purpose is it's or just, how it's made so we can use this as like a little learning for me it's perfect for you perfect yeah. um what i understand it is is that <laughs> it's a cream that you can apply to tattoos or penises and um, but uh kirk you you tell us <laughs> right let's start with an actual question <laughs> i'm sorry um how was your brighton convention I really enjoyed it. Um, it's the second time I've worked uh, Brighton Tattoo Convention and also, incidentally, the second time I've ever been to Brighton Tattoo Convention. Um, I do like Brighton. It's a really great town. So working in convention was always good. It's always going to be good. But no, it's, it's got a really nice vibe, really good atmosphere. Um, lots of great artists to, to mingle with. And it just gives you a chance to hang out in a cool town. So, yeah, really liked it. Enjoyed it. Would you say that this year was the better year of the two? Yes. Is that uh, because you met? Uh, no. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends on defining the term better. I mean, really difficult. It's really difficult to, you know, top. If your first year is always a good, like a great year, it's really difficult to top that. So it was like the first experience last year, and that was um, really, really good. This year, obviously, from a, I guess, from a takings point of view, as we're a business, um, that was higher. But I understand they had more artists and stuff going on this year. So, but the vibe was great. The vibe from last year to this year was great. So, yeah, no, it was, it was overall great. From yeah. a, when you talk about takings and things like that is, because I feel like some of the things that are on sale at conventions there, it's more about getting awareness out as much as it is selling your stuff on the day. So like, I know, I understand you have to break even, but could it, if you're, if you've got stuff to pedal, it can be successful without a while costing you money. It's it's like a, a lost leader type thing, is it? Yeah. It's like a residual marketing more than anything yeah. else. We you don't, don't know what people are going to go and buy later on from meeting no. you and having a tester or whatever. Exactly. I mean, we don't um, we don't actually ever attend a tattoo convention thinking that we're going to make profit. It's always um, the idea is that there will be some sort of financial loss to us, but it's a marketing exercise and it's a networking exercise. Like, for example, I met you guys and I'm on your podcast and having a chat, oh, uh, yeah. which I wouldn't have had had I not worked there. And so can you put a value on that? No, probably not. You absolutely uh, can't. So, you know, we are priceless. You have to think of the benefits. Um, but yeah, no, it's like I say, we did, and we did, um, we made more than we paid out for the entire convention, not by a great deal. I think it was like, I don't know, like 10% or something like that. But like I say, it's, at least it's not a loss. So that's yeah. good. But yeah, you can't, you can't count what's potentially you could reap back. But again, it is just a brand awareness thing more than anything else. 
there were so many more tattoos this year it felt and they'd really changed the layout to maximize the the space as well like I don't even know where you were last year but this year it felt like you were in a prime location it was a good spot um no sort, I, of in a, I, sort of at a crossroads almost weren't you from people coming upstairs yeah, yeah. Um, with your your big branding as well whereas everyone else just had the red of the backing sheets with their banners up you take yeah. over the whole thing so it was a big green splat right in the middle of big green and you, splat. Had, and you had the telly that's exactly we did have the telly that was the uh, the first time we introduced that to just give a little bit more insight for people i'm going to wander past and then i managed to am i allowed to swear on this podcast of course yeah, just don't say cunt. Cunt, cunt, cunt. Just don't say cunt. I managed to cuntingly fuck up my <laughs> laptop by spilling coffee on it at the end of day one. So day two, we couldn't even play the presentation. So people were just watching Ink Masters, I think, that I just stuck yeah. on Prime TV. <laughs> um, so yeah, but no, we were in, we were in a good spot, and and it's always good. Like we love hanging out with the uh, Killer Ink guys because um, and girls, sorry, because um, they're just really funny and um they got good pants and they always bring snacks so were they, were they, they were opposite you weren't there weren't Bang they? opposite yeah because that i've i've only ever worked one convention before and worked in inverted commas basically meant i sold a few t-shirts with dicks on them um but <laughs> when you are stood around for you know eight hours two days in a row having good people leave a side of you can make or break it i think it can oh, really gosh. if if you've got like I don't know what the, I don't know what the rules are, but I was thinking people who play their own music loudly in their booth, I think it's a bit of a knob move because like, I agree, you know stuff like that. So yeah. that can that can really put you off and I agree, bugger up your weekend. But if you've got people, you don't even necessarily need to be mates with them, but just to have a laugh with them and be silly, just makes the whole thing better. I agree with you. Um, last year we were opposite a. Um... Well, we were opposite our main competitor. Like, literally, they were there, just, just over in the corner. But directly opposite us, there was a T-shirt company and some guys, I think they were, like, from like Nepal or Philippines or something like that. They had some, like, connection to that sort of place in the planet. And they had the, the T-shirts designs were heavy metal rock themed and their... Um, I don't know if it was Buddhist or something going on in, in that sort of neck of the woods, but they were playing some really heavy, he and I'm not a I'm not a screamy music kind of guy at all. Uh, for as much as my look might <laughs> think that I am, I'm I'm 100% not. I can't. I need music that's got lyrics I can hear rather than like someone's clearing the throat. And they they kept playing, and I was like, I think I had about an hour of it, and I was like, guys, do you mind just just turning it down just a smidge because. I'm getting a banging headache. <laughs> yeah, that, that for two days. Any any thing like that for two days is just too much enough. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, it's all right. You know, put some headphones on, and they play music there anyway. You know, they've always got a good variety of music at, at Brighton. So, um, yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. When you're put in close proximity to a competitor, is that because of, like, the having a section so that the organizers put you all sort of in the same bit so you get the as a customer you get a, an easier experience to go around and look at everything or is it just oh oops that's happened sorry everyone it has uh, been that like before they've had like all the traders in it in one yeah, area that's what i thought i felt like last year there was that there was a bit around the side which was where 
next to where the bar is this year. Like the bar lucks, killering people down there. Yeah, no, it was completely by accident um, that last year that we were opposite our main competitor because we had a stall, we had a booth further down, again, opposite Killer Inc. But I'd misread the size of the booth that we were booking and we'd end up booking this tiny booth completely by accident. We got there, got all this stuff and we were just like, shit, we're not going to fit in this. Uh, and I went back to have a chat with uh, Woody uh, and Kim. And uh, by sheer luck for us and misfortune for Magnum Tattoo Supplies, they, Magnum had not shown up because one of the guys had got COVID and the main guy who was driving their van. And they'd got a much bigger booth that then was empty. So we swooped on in and took their bigger booth. Our little booth got left over on the other side and it just happened that we were then bang opposite our main competitor but i didn't mind it actually because i do get along with them i think they're all right friendly rivalry or is it just not a rivalry at all it's just you're in the same space and you sell the same thing but i don't feel like it's the industry for if you're a bit of a cunt you don't really no one really cares for you in no absolutely you don't don't get there's not a lot of you're not given a a a very long leash before you're dragged in i feel in this in tattooing because everyone knows each other everyone talks if you're a prick to someone you might as well be a prick to hundreds of people at once yeah Uh, can i I just ask we can cut it out but who is your main competitor oh butterlux okay yeah 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 butterlux um and they've got a really good business model on how they run things because they give they have like a as similar to us, they have a tiered system with like their artists and stuff, but I don't know how they do theirs. Like with ours, it's just a case of it's more longevity. So if the, an artist has been loyal to us longer, they get they get more and more sort of like benefits within Yale. I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know how they do theirs, but I know they've got a tier system where they've got top tier and they give them literally everything and everything for free. Now, as a businessman, I can't afford to do that. Um, but they do have like they'll have some that they prefer and they go. They'll give, we'll give you everything for free. Just keep promoting us. And then they've got some that's a bit of a discount, a bit of a discount. Um, so you've got a lot of people talking about him. And yeah, uh, yeah, the, the models, the models, it works for them. So, you know, fair play is. Uh... Yeah, I was going to say, well, we can come back um, if we, if you want us to take out about better looks. No, um, honestly, I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't mind. There's enough room for everyone in this industry. There's no point being. Um, yeah, quite about it, but yeah, so no, how, I thought it was my main comment. So yeah, um, how did you? How did so? <laughs> how did Yo happen? Like, how long have you had it? How did you start it? Tell us from the start. Uh, all right, so I had a couple of tattoo shops in Sheffield, um, and I was looking at a product, and we were where was I? I was at Tattoo Jam, and it was one of the artists that worked for me, and I think. Um, Black Powder literally just come out that year and one of my artists was like oh I know exactly what that that product is so me being the businessman going huh. um, so like is this a thing like, is this a thing that, that, that artists want as it turns out no it's not not really <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not a big seller in the slightest it does come in very handy uh, but it's not a big seller in the slightest but obviously when I was looking into it so I looked into that and and it, it was kind of just born from the solidifying powder, essentially. So thanks to Emma, even though it wasn't your company at the time, but thanks to Emma with Black Powder. Um, and it just started from there, from my tattoo shop. Um, 
the brand name. I don't know if you've ever seen any of our products. We have a um, Yale Solid, it's called. And it is a white powder in a little bag that dissolves. And, and it looks like cocaine. That was <laughs> going to be one of my questions. I've got a friend who calls, calls Wiz Yayo. Yeah. So that's where the name came from. I was like, I'm a big fan of Scarface. I was looking at like maybe calling it Montana's Finest or something like that. <laughs> I just didn't think anyone would get it. So we just sat and then it was obviously Chi Chi get the Yayo. And I was like, Yayo. <laughs> and, and that's where it was. So that was the very first product we released was um, the Solidifying Powder. And how we got more into the aftercare side of things was my business partner within Yale, her name's Megan. She is a skincare specialist and has been for many a year uh, formulating skincare. I don't know, probably for a better part of about 15, 20 years, I think. And uh, she opened a skincare shop a few doors down from my tattoo shop. And I just popped in one day and I was like, do you fancy making some tattoo aftercare? And she was like, yep, let's do it. And then, yeah, it all just grew. That was that. I see so many people try and make aftercare. And like, we've got one in uh, Origin that they've um, had formulated and some uh, washes and stuff. And I um, see lots of lots of other people make them. What do you, do you think that the, obviously it's a good product. It's like I've used it and I enjoy it. But do you think that it's your business head that's taken it to the next level? Or do you think it's just that exceptional? <laughs> Obviously, you're going to say both. Um, but um, what do you think makes a good one? I'm good, at, I'm good at marketing. I'm good at, um, I guess, networking with people. I think that I'm friendly. Um, I like to have a chat with people. And I think that helps because people like to buy from people. But it, if you have a shit product, um, it won't sell. Yeah. And Megan is amazing at making products that are like magic that like people I have people that buy um our products for things like psoriasis and eczema and stuff that it's we've not medically tested it for that purpose but, but it's it it's, it's proven to be really really good they've said it's better than anything they've been prescribed and it's like some form of league with the devil that she's doing with making <laughs> But she's like, she's, she makes some really, really cracking aftercare. And um, so, yeah, so the product does have to be good. And I think that's, I think it's kind of half and half, really. Um, good marketing, good networking, just being nice and <laughs> genuine, I guess. Yeah, rather. I think being, um, not being a knobhead is a, it's an undervalued thing in, a lot of industries. I'm fucked. Where, yeah, but you work on your own, so you know, sort of all right. But um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's you can. I think I've said it on here before, but you, if you've got someone who you want to work with and they're not quite what you at the level that you want them to be at, you can teach them how to do the boring side of the job, but you can't teach a knobhead how to not be a knobhead. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and I, I, I disagree. Um, I think you can, but they've got to be open-minded enough because I'm a big advocate for therapy and self-aware, mm -hmm. and and I've not always been open-minded that way. I've not always looked inwards on my own behaviour. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and I think you have to be open to that, and something needs to jolt you. And I think mine was time and particular people in my life at that point in time when I started on a journey of 
going and seeing a therapist and, and speaking to people and, and being less abrasive, I guess, sometimes, because I was very emotionally led in a lot of things. And, and I think you can teach people not to be a knobhead, but they've got to be open to it. Um, but on the whole, the principle I agree with. Good. <laughs> so how long ago did you start? Yeah, yeah. And how, how old is it? Uh, 2016. Um, so oh, what's that? So yeah, what, seven years? It's not taken... Yeah, it's seven. Oh, yeah, seven years this year, 2023, aren't we? I'm still living in the past. Um, yeah, it'll be seven years in, um, I think it was June, June time. Wow. No. Did you get to a point where it just was like snowballing and you were like, hey, this is actually sort of working out? Um, I, do you know what? I don't even know when that really appeared. It was just, we were just getting sales and we were just enjoying the journey um, it wasn't something that I was relying on from a an income or job point of view because I had the tattoo shops and I was doing my own thing. And then it just it just got bigger and then supply companies started contacting and saying, you know, can we be exclusive? Okay, I was like, no, uh, but you can stock it. And just go from there and go from there and then go to conventions. And it's just kind of like blink and here we are and I don't know just enjoy the journey really I guess at what point did you stop tattooing to then do it full time ah well I didn't tattoo oh okay I did body mods I did body mods I know this sorry that's okay (laughs) that's all right so I'm the laser guy uh body piercer and body mods that's what I did um I didn't actually do tattoos because I'm crap at it and (laughs) don't have the discipline to sit and learn to do it. I believe, <laughs> anyone, I believe anyone can learn to be a tattooer. Not everyone can learn to be an artist and be able to do all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I couldn't do it whole hog. I just stick to what I'm good at and I'm good at marketing. And <laughs> stuff, so I'll stick to that. I remember talking about this actually, because I was cringing over my pizza <laughs> talking about body mods when we all, all at dinner in Brighton and then yeah oh does make me cringe would you ever have Mick would you ever have any sort of scarification if it was still no, not something that? I've ever I've ever really thought about but don't know enough about it so really, never say never but probably no it's, it's really therapeutic doing the scarification because you know you guys holding the tattoo machine and you're like all over the place whereas I'm just there with a scalpel just and a nice little uh nice little play around and it's it's just i don't know it's just it's just something quite calming about it as long as i'm not listening to heavy metal music (laughs) (laughs) it's scarification i'm quite naive really to the whole situation um with scarification is it now completely off the cards do people still do it underground a bit like tongue splitting in all honesty um i think in the uk it's pretty much done um i certainly wouldn't give it another go once uh everything the hoo-ha went down with um with Mac, um, I certainly wouldn't touch it again. It's just not, it's not worth it. Yeah. With who, sorry? Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, Dr. Um, Dr. Evil, he went by. Oh, um, he was right, a yeah. body mod guy and he got done um, for GBH. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, um, I believe. Yeah, and it, it just changed, it set a precedent then for um, body mods in the UK. So this is and someone who, who went to see them professionally got a bit that they'd agreed to have done on them and then decided later on that it 
that they. I actually to... don't know the tr- the full story about yeah. it. I wouldn't like to say, but no, let's not. Um, you can he... look it up though. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was the you... listeners, not you, Lucy. You, I can, you can definitely Google that, but the information that I'm aware of is that no one's actually complained about Mac. Um, uh, yeah. That it was more of a witch hunt from their local authority, but I'm that is all conjecture, allegedly, and all that. This this, this is this is not constitute yeah. legal advice. I have absolutely no. <laughs> it's just what you hear on the grapevine, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Kirk, this is Elvis. Hey, Elvis. He's sticky because he's had a worming treatment. Um, come here. Really my excuse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was nothing. just giving myself a worming treatment in the bathroom <laughs> for seven minutes. <laughs> yep. A whole seven minutes? Wow. Yeah, I had three worming tra- treatments. Oh. oh, dear. I can't be doing that at my age. If I did three, the last one would just be a little puff of air. <laughs> <laughs> like dust. Yeah. There we go. Anyway. <laughs> what, how does the process go through to make it? Because I assume with, now with everyone knows what they're allergic to and what they can and can't have on their body. How, 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 do, you, how do you work around that? Is, do you just have a list of things that you know are largely safe and you lose the few people on the edges or do you do nah, you, can, you can be allergic to anything mate really yeah. do you i mean a lot of people will say oh it's natural so you're less can have less allergies that's absolute force mm-hmm. um it's it's not true you can have allergies to you know allergies to water is there the amount of people that are allergic to even megan my business partner that's allergic to strawberries um you know you can be you can be literally allergic to anything so spunk can you can you be allergic yeah. to spunk? is that a thing yeah. Oh, wow, that is unfortunate. It is unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah. And sun. I know I've heard of people being allergic to the sun. I just call know what word. they're actually yeah, allergic they're I- to. Irish. Irish. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look like you might be of Celtic descent. Uh, it's uh, Nordic, actually. Um, it's uh, Nordic and Germanic, I believe. I think when I did oh. the test, it was Scandinavian. Um and Germanic was up there, and weirdly French was in there. I didn't. I never knew there was French in there. My mm, but good. Uh, but, yeah, that was. Is that your best French? That was good. That oui. is that your best? <laughs> <laughs> I, I um when I did mine, I was um Irish and Polish. So all right, that is Ooh. that is that's not even white. It's beyond white. That it's is like funny. A, it's like a new race of transparency <laughs> or something. I'd I'm like op- to do I'm, mine. I'm, I'm opaque. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about allergies, something that Megan Arthur heard the other day. Um, Jade Johnson, who is a she's been at the Olympics uh, as a long jumper, is allergic to sand. Oh, yeah, yeah that must that be is unfortunate. Yeah, and I also imagine because of some rule that was made in the 1850s that they're not allowed to. She's not allowed to perform in a trouser. She has to have her ass out. I don't know. Oh, Bloke, damn. Blo- <laughs> blokes are in charge of stuff like that still. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, sorry. Allergies. Uh, yeah, so you can be allergic to anything. So, no, we just, I mean, our, the formulation for ours was the, the requisite for, for me and for Megan, even though neither of us are actually vegan. We wanted it to be vegan, everything to be vegan friendly because I guess it's kind of universal then. Yeah um it caters to everyone because the people that aren't necessarily vegan don't mind and ones that are vegan will definitely tell you so uh, <laughs> <I> think... <laughs> is, it, 
where I think that's is. I think that's changed. But well, I the, would the, imagine vegans don't tell them. No, 10, 10 years ago, something being vegan would probably have put someone off because they would have thought it was like, ugh. ugh that Full of meat. <laughs> full, of, full of meat. Oh, well, eggs. Exactly, yeah. Rubber crushed crushed up bugs. But yeah, because uh-huh. yeah, that's good that that's, yeah. You'd like to think, people, if, if, you know, it's like the, um, there's a vegan football team, well, they're called Forest Green Rovers. Don't know if you care about football, but they've their their whole club is vegan. So when you eat at the ground, you can't. It's all vegan. The players when they eat on come on like, at training, it's all vegan. And they just got a, a new manager who said he'd never eaten vegan food before. And then someone pointed out that he must have at some point, e.g., eaten, for example, an apple. <laughs> and, and, and his reply was, "Chips are vegan." Well, I didn't know that. So that <laughs> It, which club is this? Forest Green Rovers. They're in League One. Even so the, the name third. is big. Yeah, the third third Forest tier of English Green. football. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, know yeah that check like them out. And they're, they're, they're making this, their stadium is out of like recycled plastic bottles and shit like that. They're proper. They're doing. Yeah. They're doing all doing all the good stuff. And since they started doing that, the like there's, I'm sure there are a lot of people with the vegan agenda that will say they're performing better because they're vegan, the players are 80% vegan, but I think it's just good club run on good values. And if they're, if they're good about that sort of stuff, they probably pay people correctly and pay the living wage and help out with well, child care for their cleaners and stuff like that. You know, it's so, not a bad thing, is it, to be looking out for the environment, looking out for the animals and things like that. It's not necessarily, you know, you're not doing anything wrong there. So indeed. fair play to them, you know, crack on. Yep. So sorry, I've uh, talked over your answer again. So I think we'd covered allergens, <laughs> and it's just so you, you, yeah, try try and do <laughs> as little to to alienate anyone. Yeah, little. You're as not going to put a peanut. Planet, in it. Yeah, as little harm to the planet as possible, and as little harm to our little creature friends, and, and just to make it universally friendly to uh, to everyone who uses it. So nice. that was what it was. Um, and then it was just to give it good properties on the inside um, with the ingredients and ratios. And that's where obviously Megan's expertise comes in because she knows literally what every ingredient that goes into it and what every ingredient does and in what quantities we should have it. So like, whereas there are, there's a, obviously since we've started, there's been a like a plethora of aftercare companies either come and gone or come and still here. That are, um, a lot of them at times made by like artists and 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 so on and so forth, uh, and which is fine because obviously they're, they're branching out and doing their thing. But like for us, it's a case of well, we the ingredients we put in the, the with a purpose, um, and they're putting in the quantities with a purpose. And I think it does take someone with particular levels of knowledge to do that. Um, so yeah, so that's why I've got Megan really because she's my oracle of information when it comes to formulating new products so she's great <laughs> i know we've definitely spoken about this before but i remember years ago now i got approached by a company who made aftercare based on um a byproduct of the crocodile farming industry mm-hmm. and mm. it was um they were speaking to me about it and they said that they um had some incentives for their sponsored artists one of them was to like go out to South Africa and see the crocodiles <laughs> and um and yeah 
and um, telling me about. Sorry. And see them before we slaughter them. Yeah, literally. But he was like, "Oh, it's all very like animal friendly because we don't kill them for it. It's just like a byproduct." And I was just like, "Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. I can't even imagine what customers would say if I was like, do you want to use this aftercare? I'm going to use this aftercare. It's made out of crocodiles. Yeah. Um, it, like a, it seeps from their scales. Yeah. Just, just um, it's it's oil from a crocodile heart. Yeah, it's fucking gross. One of, one of the oldest creatures on the planet that survived the dinosaurs going extinct and we're using it to heal tattoos. <laughs> mad, yeah. Like, that is a level of craziness that yeah. I can't fathom. And especially when you can get products that you don't need to yeah. on the earth or animals that will do exactly the same job. Yeah. Uh, I just think, wow. And there's enough choice. There's not even just ours. There's enough choice on the market now that are vegan that you could just go, boop. You could literally throw a hat into a mix of them and you'd probably land on one that's vegan. Yeah, totally. I don't even know if they're still going, to be honest. I presume you know who I'm talking about, but... I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, they're, yes, they're still going. Are they? God. They're, they're still around. Wow. That is wild. Literally. Well. Yeah. Oh, well, literally. Well, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. They were uh, wild until we put them in a pen, scared them, to, so they secrete some oils that we can then harvest and... Yeah. <laughs> it's a better product if you scare them, though. Make a really <laughs> loud noise before you go in. I didn't know that about the uh, the trip to South Africa, though. That's like... That's, that's yeah, it's another level, that. It was a long time ago, and I think it was like some sort of, um, yeah, like an incentive, like a bonus scheme. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was fucking nuts. I wasn't really paying that much attention. He just phoned up and and I was like, um, yeah, I get I think I'll get back to you on that. Um yeah. yeah. And one thing I was gonna come back to um and ask you about is your sponsorship. So like it's just it's interesting to me because a lot of artists are sponsored, like I've been sponsored and haven't when I was sponsored, not really benefited that much. And there's, I remember talking to you about it at Brighton about like different mm-hmm. levels of sponsorship and stuff. How do you use your sponsored artists and how does your sponsorship scheme work? And Good question. Right. Um, basically, so ours is, <laughs> and that's all right. You're bound to have one at some point. So I might do sometimes. That, that, that one was a great one. Um, um, so which razor do you use for your head? Oh, is that natural? Sorry. <laughs> uh, I actually use uh, Lady Shave razors because I find they're more gentle on my skin. That's funny because we tend to use Boy Shave razors because we find they cut closer to the skin. Ah, well, I say I don't need it to be like, you know, super smooth or anything, although it does look kind of shiny right it's, now. It's, it's, like, very, it's got um, a good sheen on it. Have you put some yayo on there? Oh, uh, I, I can't give you my beauty regimen today. <laughs> they are literally just mine and mine alone. But I do use yayo in my beard, actually. um like 100 i genuinely do yayo prime i've used it since it's come out and uh what what is prime's primary function obviously it's not a beard lubricant what is it it's a it's it's a it's a tattoo bomb so it's a tattoo so it's there to you can use it prior you can use it as a moisturizer if you just want to use that that's the main one that people buy for uh psoriasis and and eczema is is the prime one because it was formulated for sensitive skin and it just seems to do really really well a multi-faceted product yeah, and we get people that buy it for beer bomb, and they'll normally buy the big tubs because it's cheaper than beer bomb. And 
Um, I use it for exactly the same thing as well. So it uh, just keeps it nice and moisturized. It's not like a wax where you can shape it with it, but it, it keeps your beard nice and moisturized, stops you getting like dandruff on your skin and things like that. It's actually... Uh, there you go. Yeah. You could use it on your... Um, a little mouse uh, Pubes. Yeah, I could Maybe. do. My, my pubes are particularly wiry and dry as well. Dry and so, dandruffy. Dandruff. Get rid of that. Well, pubic dandruff. I, I don't know if it's actually dandruff. I was giving myself a word. <laughs> Is it? Are they, have they got legs? <laughs> no, it's dried spunk. Shall we get back oh, to? Um, sorry, was, we've oh, digressed well, in a horrible I, way. And I, 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 wow. I'm aware that I keep doing that as we ask you a question, and you're then I go, oh, and, and then we get onto knob knob spunk. Um. As opposed to other spunk. As opposed to armpit spunk. <laughs> okay, let's try again. And um, please, will you explain how your sponsorship works? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. You just took a drink from your mug. And I don't know if you're aware, but on the bottom of your mug, it does say I'm a twat. It was <laughs> done on purpose. The banterous of all mugs. <laughs> Did, should we cross out? Mick is a twat. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of my favourite mugs as well. I love it. Because um, it's a nice surprise for people. But um, okay, sponsorship. <laughs> should, we, should we talk about sponsorship? sponsorship? Okay. Yeah, go yeah, on. Let's go on then. We, have, we have an entry level sponsorship and then we have a full sponsorship. So, an entry level sponsorship is just really sort of like you're testing the waters. We give you a lower level of discount and just to see if you're going to be a loyal artist and stick with the brand and utilize our products or if you're just coming in just to say that you're sponsored. And um, the more people use, our products uh, and more of the range that they use we just evaluate that over a period of time and then we move you up to a full sponsor position where you get the bigger discounts and you get the freebies and things like that and um if we are sponsoring a particular um tattoo convention like we did it at milton Keynes, um we paid for like a number of booths for our artists and things like that and, um so they get other perks uh, and so on and so forth. So that's essentially how it works. It's based on time served loyalty to the business. So the longer you're with us, the more discounts and benefit you get. But I don't run it. It's, for me, it's not a true sponsorship. None of them are. Um, a sponsorship would be if you're thinking like motor racing and stuff where the racing driver gets paid X amount of money or a boxer gets paid X amount of money so they can continue their training and they're able to travel and things like that. It's more like a partnership. And that's how I see it is... Um, we're a partnership with you by providing you the biggest discount on the products that you're going to use most regularly for your tattooing to keep you tattooing. So things like your green soap, your cleansing foams, and your tattoo butters. Um, and then slightly less discount on stuff that's already pre-discounted, like the reseller packs and things like that to sell to your customers. Um, so stencil solutions in there as well as one of the things that you'll use most often. So you get the biggest discount available on that. And then in return, you uh tag us in your posts if you can come up with any user generated content some videos for tiktok and things like that that we can nick put them on your socials and we'll and we'll take them and um and we just provide you with the usual stuff but it is like i say it's a partnership so we'll share you across our socials um and i am looking at other ways outside of the products that we manufacture to benefit the artists as well so there's always like extra little stuff that you can get from me or us directly that might not necessarily be related to the products that we sell. For example, if you need any marketing tips, because that's essentially what I do is marketing business. I do like this is on the side. I do marketing and business consultancy for other small businesses to help them like go from ground zero up to a, a fledgling or, or full 
or running business, I get artists that will come to me and they'll be like, can you give me some advice on how to promote myself? Or can you give me some advice on how I can do this better within my business or how I can automate that sort of system or how I can do this and do that? And they've got access to me like all the time. So um, I'll regularly book out meetings and we'll have like a face-to-face like this, either on Zoom, Google Meets, or we'll grab a coffee if I'm local and then talk about what they need and, and go through from there. So, and that's all just, in, that's just free. That's just me helping you because you're helping me push it here. So. Oh, that's nice to have that. Because nice. a lot of tattooers won't necessarily have a business background or have no. any clue about marketing. So it's nice to have that option of like a little consultancy there. Yeah, it's just it's just there as, a, as an option. I mean, I've got plans in my head, which I'm not going to disclose because they are secret. Uh, <laughs> but I've got plans in my head going forward into the next sort of few years on um, ways that we can assist um, our artists that are on our team to help um help them with their businesses and help them with promotion and get them busier and get them earning more money and things like that how many artists do you sponsor do you know i don't know (laughs) um (laughs) i've got um um, i've got a member of staff who operates our instagram and does our social media so she's our social media uh manager and she's our artist relations manager so she handles all the teams. So she has a spreadsheet of who's who and where they are and whether they're like, you know, entry level or whether they're full sponsored. Um, so she's access to that. In all fairness, I don't know, 50, maybe, I don't know. I genuinely wouldn't have a clue. Um, have you ever had to sack one? Yes. E, are you allowed Why? to talk about it? Um, no names unless, unless it's, no. unless it's uh, funny. It, it, it's <laughs> nice. Not not really, nothing of any animosity, anything like that. It was just more conflict of interest, promoting other brands that are... The only, the only one that I draw the line on, that I would say conflict of interest, is aftercare. Yeah. So if you're promoting two types of aftercare, you're kind of like giving conflict and information to your customers. Like, we're saying this one's the best, but actually, no, this one's also the best. So for us, that's like a straight up no. Um, and it would be, and it was just for that purpose. Uh, some artists come and go, they'll flip. Um, we've had some artists that have gone to our main competitor and uh, some others because they've just gone, we'll give you everything for free. And it's, we won't even attempt to compete with that because I, I think that there just is no value in the product by doing that. I, I value our products and the service that I provide and what Megan provides and the fact that, I'm friendly and approachable and you can come to me whenever you want about anything you want, even if it's just a chat. And I do get this like here and there when people have like problems with their love life and stuff like that. And they'll, they'll just be like, because I, I'm, I'm everybody's pal like, and I will sit and, and listen. And I will, and if you want advice, I'll give you advice. And if you just want to listen, I'll sit and listen. And I do that. And I have done for years. So it's oh. for me, it's worth more the fact that, what we provide than just saying, oh, here's some free stuff now promoters, because I think it kind of devalues it. It's kind of not, it's not real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I think that's very good. That's interesting. Cause I know, I just, I see all sorts of different sponsorship sort of things on Instagram. And I wonder like, what are you actually getting for posting that? You know? Um, so I gave you some warning about this question. 
um <laughs> because sometimes I forget and then people are like oh fuck uh um so which three tattooists would you um want to be maybe not want but which three tattooists would you choose to be stranded on a desert island with and this, why this was a great question because am I coming at this from a nefarious point of view as in look I'm getting stranded on this desert island so you you can you're coming with me <laughs> or is it a case of like these are the people I just want to spend the rest of am I am I trapped there for life? So these are the people I'm spending the rest of like my days with. Is that is that the depth of yeah. the question? Yeah. I guess it depends on who you choose. Because if you chose somebody that could get you off it, then probably not. If someone could maybe whittle a helicopter out of some reeds and some like pig sucking yeah. bones. Oh, yeah. then there's so potential I'm, to I'm get having, off. I'm it. having to rethink. So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> give you I'm gonna give you three. One of them, uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give you a potential force just to say, like, he, he like this person was a a, a thought, but based yeah. on that information, because there was one. Okay, <laughs> so Pete Miles, who you guys may or may not have heard of, he is a tattooist who's based in Sheffield. Yeah, he does uh, script work primarily and um, Pete was an apprentice at my old studio and now he owns that studio when I saw taking on and when I vacated so it's now his studio Pete apart from being one of the loveliest guys you will ever meet in your life uh, is also ridiculously gifted at engineering and fixing exactly shit what you want building shit <laughs> and foraging and <laughs> like hunting and like in an apocalypse Pete is the man you want right there because like 100 percent there's no zombies getting through that door like he is he's he's the dude so um Pete is absolutely gonna be first one and unfortunately I'll give you the fourth one I bumped Connor Prue sorry Connor um <laughs> I love you, mate. You are <laughs> hilarious, and I, and you know, I, you know, you're my fellow ginge, and you're always, <laughs> you've always got my back. Um, but I, I just don't know whether you're that good at building shit. So really sorry, <laughs> mate. You, you <laughs> um, and then uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy called Dude Skins. His name's Dan Hartley. Real name's Dan Hartley, and he's based up in uh, Huddersfield. And Dan is an OG um yayo team member um, i've got all the time in the world for dan he has been there since day one since i was just a solidifier water solidifier yeah so it's all i had he's been there since day one hannah's and has never left uh and uses the whole spread of products that we have and he's a very 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 good artist as well and really lovely guy he's about 18 feet tall um <laughs> wow. Tattoos all over his head. Uh, his wife is lovely, and unfortunately, I'd have to steal him away from her. He's coming to the desert island with me, and it's just because I've, I've got all the time in the world for Dan. <laughs> uh, and obviously, because we're a diverse mix of people on uh, this desert island, and we don't want it to just be a sausage fest of like you know male opinion and being going, yes, we're <laughs> men and we rule this desert island. <laughs> and to get Kirsty Sol along with me because she's also uh, a Yale OG. Um, and she's really, really big on her fitness. And maybe she could get my fat ass in shape. Um, <laughs> so that would be the, the and, and yeah, she's, she's just really, really great person to be around. She's very funny. She's very straight talking 
And I like that. I like people around me that don't sugarcoat shit. They don't bullshit. They don't blow smoke in my ass. It's just a case of, Kirk, that's absolutely fantastic. Or Kirk, that shit, change it. You know, <laughs> rather that than like, oh, that's amazing. And then behind the corner, they're like, this is wank, you know, like, <laughs> and she is the person you can, yeah, she's a tattooer from, uh, well, she's from Stoke, but she lives now in Portsmouth with her boyfriend and she tattoos in, in Portsmouth now. So, uh, yeah, so those are my three choices. I hope that's suitable enough for you. That is, Excellent. That's a ve- very in depth and thought through answer because. Most yeah. just go, um, oh, he did ask me, but I f- <laughs> forgot. <laughs> oh, right, then. So, so they just pick on the fly, just like, oh, yeah, we'll, yeah. Just, we'll just go with that. But, it is, oh, but, no, 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 no. but it is usually on the how handy someone is. Like, yeah. could they, am I going to have to do stuff for them or could they do stuff for me? If they can do stuff for me, I'm picking them. Yeah. Once... If I went, everyone would know that, that, that they would have to literally, can you just hold this? No, I'll drop it. Okay. <laughs> Once we had somebody choose somebody that they didn't like because they said that they could eat him. Yeah. <laughs> and I enjoyed oh, that. You know what? That's a really, really good plan. That's yeah. a really good plan. Yeah. But so now uh, I'd be quite happy with a good gardener just to like grow some mushrooms or something. Yeah. And that's it. That's like Pete's literally everything for me because he used to do landscape gardening. He can build anything. He can be like builds tattoo machines and makes knives for fun. Um, and <laughs> literally does, he can turn his hand to anything, anything like that needs to be made. He can do anything social media or computer based. He is illiterate and yeah. cannot for the life of he is a tattoo artist that will never get back to you on any form of communication unless it is smoke signals because <laughs> um but boy can that guy pull a line and draw some script he is fantastic i'm, I'm sort of because i'm so shit at basic stuff like ikea furniture is my level and it is testament to their years and years and years of engineering that they can make something that i can build that doesn't fall over but i'm always it's like people who just go oh i'm grant lucy's other half other half better off just <laughs> during during um uh lockdown decided what's it called the airbrushing thing yeah airbrushing airbrushing yeah just yeah. just went oh i fancy going that and he was doing um oh my god incredible petrol, petrol covers look and they're petrol covers perfect. petrol tanks petrol tanks covers for, for our bikes <laughs> and yeah, yeah, he just, he'd never done it. I mean, he might have tried it a little bit. Um, and then lockdown, he was painting petrol tanks, um, airbrushing. He did loads of portraits. He'd done this amazing um, colour realism portrait of my cat. And wow. I tried it and I couldn't even draw a dick. And that's my speciality. <laughs> I remember you <laughs> sending me, look, this is, this is so fucking hard. It's so this fucking is so hard. hard. He, it's so hard. He's an artist, is that what he does? Yeah, he's yeah, a tattooer. He's a tattooer as well. Yeah, but he like he painted, and um, we've got like some Harleys, and he painted um this skull, all these skulls on one. It was like a cowboy skull on one, a, um, a, like tomahawk things, and <laughs> lots of skulls, and just really cool, really amazing that I yeah. couldn't even draw. But he did it with an airbrush, and it's fucking hard. But also, like this is the kind of person he is. He got um some cats. <laughs> And instead of buying a cat tree, just like made one, just made a cat tree with all the rope around it and carpeted it and everything. He's incredibly useful. Why didn't you just buy one? I had some pallets out the back. Yeah, there was a tree needed cut down. So I just like made it. (laughs) That's not a Suffolk accent. (laughs) Sorry. We made it. 
I right made it. I did. I put some rope around it and I yep. just got the carpet off the floor and now the cat's got it and they pissed on it and it's fine. I took the carpet out of the garage, what I usually put the Audi on. <laughs> uh, actually, it's a Mercedes, huh? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I've got one last question. Sure. Um, how many products are there in Yeo's range and where would our good listeners find them should they wish to purchase them? Oh, my God. That's a really good question. Um, uh, products... I don't know, probably 50 products, maybe 50 different products. I mean, there's these variations of products within that. It's probably about roughly somewhere around there. Um, and where would they buy them? You just log on to www.yeofamilia.uk. There you go. <laughs> Um, I would just also like to say that I have used them and enjoyed them a lot. And the second skin that you have is my favourite one to use. Thank you very much. Which one? We have two. I don't know. No, but it goes on. It looks completely <laughs> invisible. Right. No, no, no. It was a trick question because one of them is actually called Alpha Derm and the other one is Yeo Guard uh, 2.0. Yeo Guard. It really is super popular. Yeah. It's very, very, very tacky. Um, that thing will not leak. Um, yeah, it's super, super popular. Popular, yeah. So very, very proud of that. And yeah. I believe now, um, by all means, quote me on this. I'm not in. I've not done extensive research on the matter. Um, I think ours is the only one on the market with vegan glue. Oh, is it? There you go. Just a heads up. Another reason to use it. That's Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Um, another question I had is that we so we started doing a tattoo of the week feature. Mm. And I thought it would um, it would be nice to ask you um, if you have a tattoo that you've seen this week that you have thought is the best out there ever <laughs> um, that you'd like to share. Um, well, I don't like to go the best out there ever because, I mean, that <laughs> a lot of people's noses out of joint. But I'd like to give an honourable mention um, to my my pal Craig James. He, um, he did a portrait uh, this weekend, just gone actually at uh, UK Tattoo Fest of Eminem. A nice colour portrait, which I believe he may have won an award for. Um, it was, it's absolutely bang. I mean, I am biased. I really do love Eminem. Uh, I listen to a lot of Eminem. More of the old stuff rather than the new stuff because it's a bit of shit. Uh, <laughs> but the, old, the old stuff's like some of my favourite music ever. And the the portrait was just absolutely phenomenal. But he does, he does turn out a very, very good portrait generally anyway. Way because he's a talented bastard like that but um <laughs> yes oh god it's absolutely outstanding the color on it and just the detail is just wow it's great great awesome we will link it and put an image up when we post about the episode um so yeah awesome thank you so much it's been such um an honor to have you on and speak to you when i'm sober as well that's really nice <laughs> um uh, it's nice also... for me you're not spitting all over me this time that's always uh, <laughs> stop <laughs> it <laughs> And I was what? eating anchovies. I heard <laughs> Yes, I know. I was like, wow, she must be here with her girlfriend. She's like, she's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, she'll like her kind of Lucy. Stop <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm much better today either because I'm fucking ill. And I'm like, literally, the further the podcast has gone on, the more my blankets come up like to my face. <laughs> it's a lovely blanket, though. Is that an original it is 70s a lovely team? blanket. This is the epitome of my house. It's um, I describe it. It's got a chevron crochet pattern, Very and nice. the colours could only be described as poo, um, period, sunset, 
and cream um, and cream yeah. yeah 70s as af i think 70s as af yeah it is absolutely it definitely matches my name yay um, just, oh yeah hey. um, mick i've just remembered that the stuff we went shopping i always drag mick around the shops when we go brian because um because there's an awesome vintage shop and um, and I bought some things. What's it called? It's a shout called out. Snoopers Paradise. The bollocks. Uh, if you're in Brighton, they've got fucking banging vintage clothes upstairs and everything downstairs and such. And I made some purchases and they're actually still in the boot of my car and it's over a week. <laughs> oh my God. I just realized, I've just remembered that I bought them. Must have just consumed so much tequila and anchovies over that weekend that it <laughs> slipped my mind. Because I bought um, an unattractive, well. yeah, cushion cover. It's going nice. to go on. Mm. Nice, oh, it looks amazing. <laughs> that did pop. That. Um, just quickly, thanks for everyone who came up and said hello and high-fived us at the convention as well. And that was uh, always lovely. And thank you, Daff, for bringing us some gifts. That was double lovely. Yes, I'm sure we'll probably mention it in our, um, or may have already oh, mentioned yeah. it in a previous episode. Um, but yeah, no, it was lush. So, so thank you again. And um, Kirk, it was really great to meet you. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Saturday night. Uh, we had a big meal and that was last. So thanks for coming along. It was. You've, you've just mentioned my other competitor like eight times there, Lush. I mean, what are you doing to me? <laughs> oh, sorry. You're Look, if you're going to make a 70s smelling patchouli perfume, then maybe I'll switch over, but... Hey, hey, listen, you just got to bang a request in there. We might be able to do it. Okay, I'd like a patchouli perfume, please. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm on it. Sweet, I look forward to it. Awesome. Megan, what's a patchouli? Um, it's just <laughs> like a seventies, seventies aroma. Yeah, we no, what to go with the blanket right there? Yeah, to go with my whole house. Nice. Is it all seventies? Uh, mine's all sixties upstairs in my. Uh, Is it? Well, it's all sixties and seventies. Let me give you a little spin around. What's the seventies smell of? Brute and chip. Brute, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's like all diesel like, oil. Like 60s sort of patterns and 60s teak furniture, and then there's some other antique stuff, but it's all like, and I've, oh, you can't really see because it's dark, but over there is a um, faux fur tiger print bar. You've got a G, you've got a G plan coffee table right there. That is a G plan Astro, yeah. Nice. With a, a lovely rug, shag rug. Um, <laughs> yeah. Got some um, Avalon Ladderix style furniture modular furniture there nice. a check teak um sideboard yeah um, oh, I've, I've, got, I've got like a 60s desk i've got a 70s lamp i've got a, a real genuine 60s lava lamp i know you've got a fake one oh, it's I've a fake genuine, one yeah i got a genuine 60 lava wow. lamp. cost me about 100 quid a day to run i was gonna <laughs> say i bet that gets hot as fuck doesn't it yeah and i've got I've got 60s sofa, 50s coffee table. Oh, yeah, I've got the works. Lush. Everything, ev- pretty much everything apart from some new appliances in my house is vintage. Um, you might enjoy this. Look at her. Trechkov style lamp. That is sick. That's yeah. Very cool, that is. Does it work? Yeah. <laughs> nice yeah it's lovely she's not plugged in but yeah um Elvis my cunt of a cat actually smashed that and my you would just wouldn't be able to tell because it she fell on her face luckily her face I think her face was a little bit chipped but her chest sort of fell off um Grant glued it back together and airbrushed it with a perfect color match to fix it of course you did I know well done Grant could you imagine, imagine if I'd done that yeah, it would just be on fire. Just me, me next to it, scratching my head, and you go, "What happened?" And I'm going, um, 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> can you get another one? <laughs> um, that I've never seen another one like that. But I bought it on Marketplace for like twenty pounds, and I I literally was crying pretty much as I was picking it up. I was so happy. Absolute it's, bargain. Nice. Yeah, totally. I've the most expensive thing I've ever bought for my house is my bar, which cost me like two hundred and eighty. Everything else I've got is a steal because my mum used to be an antique dealer, so um got it in the jeans but yeah sorry I could talk about this all day no one else cares everyone hears about my vintage house because they love it but I'm gonna send you some well request some pictures of your house <laughs> oh yes. okay. it's not my house unfortunately it's my office but it's uh it's oh, okay I like to uh I like to be most comfortable but yeah it's all 60s I've got a a, a radiogram uh oh. well in the corner 1960s radiogram which doesn't work and I've just got an Alexa in there Oh, <laughs> um, I've got a 70s um, record player upstairs and I've got a 70s cassette teak veneered cassette on the way nice. to sit next to it. Nice. Yeah, it's lush. Okay. Um, awesome. Sorry if you want a neighborhood by now. Tattoos. Yay. Um, but yeah, Kirk, thank you so much yeah, for coming thanks, on. It's that been awesome really to chat to you again and hopefully we'll see you again soon. Oh, the pleasure is all mine, guys. You take care. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank no you. Worries. Bye bye.